Hello, and welcome to Ballet Diaries podcast. My name is Amanda. Hi, I'm Robbie. And today we are talking everything, our least favorite ballet steps and our most favorite ballet steps. And we also are going to be talking Balanchine technique versus Vaganova technique. I'm excited for this. Yeah, we have both experienced different styles of technique throughout our training, but Amanda and I were both mostly Vaganova babies, so, but Amanda had some experience in a balancing company, right? Right, Like, recently, yeah? Yeah. But I really haven't, so that's why I'm excited to talk about it. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but first, I have a question for you, Robbie. What is your least favorite ballet step ever? I I feel like this gets, people randomly ask me this, I don't know why, not so much recently, but my immediate answer is always hops on point. That is just my absolute least favorite thing in the entire world of dancing. Yeah, if you're in point shoes and you're hopping on point, it is just not it's fun. Traumatic. It's traumatic. That's a good word for it, I would say. It will, and I feel like for me, it's even more traumatic because I, I dislike it so much because on my left foot, I had an impingement injury. Oh, and, gosh. And oftentimes, toe hops or hops on point, I don't know what, is it hops on point, toe hops? I feel like both I terms are hops used. hops on point. Okay. Um, I wish there was a French term for it. It would be more like Right, yeah, I don't fancy. think there is. It's just some basic, okay, if there is, please let us know, because I actually yeah. want to know that. We want to know. Anyways, most of the toe hops and variations often are on your left foot, and that's where my ankle right. impingement was, and... I, I could maybe do them on my right foot if I was if I really was in a situation where I absolutely had to. Right. But I would rather not. <laughs> I, I really there is a passion inside me that hates toe hops, absolutely. Or hops yeah. on point. Understandable. I dislike those as well. Okay, but what is your least favorite set? Like what's the top one for you? I feel like there's many that I forget about, but I think Right now, my least favorite, like number one least favorite, is brise. Mm, Anything brise, brise volé, brise traveling, brise forth, anything brise. So you won't even give any of those a chance? You know, no. No, Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to make you, like, try to like like, get up and do a (laughs) brise. Do it right now. Right now. Because I I understand you on the brises, but I don't mind the brise volés or the traveling ones. They're little bit funky don't get me wrong but I think just the feeling of your calves smacking against each other is just like not a good feeling it's it's a sight it's it is a weird feeling especially if you're trying to get a solid fifth position Mm -hmm. is yeah that's where it goes yeah okay I feel you on that okay now moving on Robbie what is your favorite ballet step I mean, I feel like my immediate answer would be pirouettes or something like that. But I feel like there's something else that I like. That's a broad. More. You know, topic, pirouettes is such, yeah. so broad. Absolutely. That's actually a really, I feel like it's tough because obviously I like so many different types of steps in ballet or else I, I probably one. wouldn't do it. Just pick one. I really do love pirouettes. Okay, but what? Or grandalego. You know what I like? Up. I like a chasse into a step grand jeté front, if that makes sense. Traveling yes, from I've the corner. That. I've seen you do or that Or like a, a pacaroo into a grand jeté. Yes. Why I did I want to start singing? 
sing. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, like I want to. You know when you like want to sing the variation yeah. or the yeah. music. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that right now, guys. No, I won't be it's singing on here ever. That won't be happening. That's a different app. <laughs> we'll have a little karaoke. No. <laughs> we are the somebody opposite asked, of singers. Somebody asked me that the other day. They were like, "So you'll never do karaoke ever?" And I said, "Absolutely not." I said, "This is why I'm a dancer and not." Speaking of karaoke, there was my one childhood best friend, Samantha. She had this birthday party. It was like this summer birthday party it was so fun. She had this karaoke. I was singing that one song, Bananas. What is that song? Oh, by Gwen Stefani, is right? Is it called Bananas? By Gwen? No, it's not called that. I don't that. know if it's called that, No, actually. it's called Hollaback Girl. Hang on, I'm looking this up. This is Hollaback Girl. This is Bananas. Yes, yes. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Well, I was over there singing Hannah Montana. Mm, I did the Hollaback Miley Cyrus, Girls. Hannah Montana, yep. I had no shame at seven years old. So it is Hollaback Girl. It definitely is Hollaback Girl. So back in the day, I was very confident in my singing, but we are getting very off topic now. So let's get back to. I think it's fun though. It gives what some, we came some insight on what we came what we like. here for. Ballet. Okay, I feel like a grand jeté from the corner is really nice. Or it's are, pleasant. It's right? a happy moment. I actually really do love entrelacets too. Some of you may refer to it as a tour jeté, but. Let me give you guys an amazing ballet combination from Ooh, the corner of the Allegro. Okay. So we're going to go ballet, coupe, to attitude, that is back. That so nice. Okay. With the left arm up. Tombe out of that, glissade, soda shaw. Okay. To the next side, we go tombe, pas bourrée, glissade, assemblée. Pique arabesque, right leg is lifted, you are slaying. We're going you to the other side. Step, now. step, entrelacé. This Ooh, is towards I the corner. Love the step, step. Step, step, entrelacé. Step, step, entrelacé. And then you're going to cut under, and then with your left leg, you're going to go tombe, padre, glissa. She's getting into it. I know. I'm like <laughs> singing the combination. Tombe, padre, glissade, padasha. But like the I'm extended padasha with the arms open. So is that an Italian padasha? That's an Italian okay. padasha. I, I just didn't know the words for it just now. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I, you know, this just reminded me. I love a good step, step entrelacé. That's a very fun okay, step to do. Okay, entrelacé versus step, step entrelacé. Step, step, absolutely. Let's cancel. I just feel like you can travel and have so much more fun when you're doing step step. Ballet is kind of fun. I love a good Grand Allegro from the corner. It's Absolutely. The best. I'm trying to think. I feel like you know when you, you go and take like a a a good open class and mm -hmm. it's and it's uh they give kind of a waltzy kind of dance combination from the corner. Yes. Not like a pirouette, but it's kind of in Grand Allegro. Waltz. And they have like the in like the little transition steps. I'm gonna give you an example. Okay, let's hear it because I, you're inspiring We're me right go now. We're gonna go balance front to the back side side tombe padre arabesque coupe front. Okay. Devilpe front. Oh, nice. Tombe padre rambourse around. Rambourse or padre on de don. On de don pirouette. Yes. Okay. Only one. 
Or and two. Then, and then what? And then Susu, run away. You know, Romversays are really difficult for me. I yeah, struggle with those. Yeah, are hard, but I feel like I'm good at them. They're fun, but they're, I think I overthink them too much, so then I have difficulty when I, yeah. I do it, especially to the, the left side, so my right leg's going attitude back. Right. That's my weakness there. I do like a Romverse in plie, though. If the supporting Ooh, leg is in yes. plie, sign me up. I'll be there. That's nice. I do like that. That's a good, that's a good one. What okay. about you, Amanda? What, what, what's your favorite step or some of your favorites? It's a broad range. Of, right? It's, yeah. not, it's hard it's, to pick it's one. It's hard to pick just one. But I think I'm definitely an adagio girl. I'm not to brag. I'm good at adagio. And I don't think it's bragging. You know what you're good at. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think you can be a certain type of dancer and know what you're good at. And that's okay. But... That's me. I love, love Adagio. And You're I, so good. It looks so easy when you do it. Like, that's from an outside you. perspective. Like, thank from you. me watching, your leg just goes up with ease. And I, I just want to know what that feels like. I will never know. I don't it think. It feels nice. Like, my hips, I have very good turnout. It's very genetic. Right. My brother has really good turnout, which is so funny. But it's definitely genetic. Um, and I think that's why it makes it easier to do adagio. You know so I mean? when you're lifting your leg up, do you feel any sort of like restriction at any point or it just goes? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. I know what you mean. I feel like when I was younger, it was a lot easier. But now right. my body is like changing every day. So I feel like ever since I turned 22, I'm just, it's gone downhill. My hips hurt. Uh, well, yeah. watch out, guys. It's this is crazy. People well, are going to come after me. I'm only 22. But. Absolutely. But also, there's got to be an understanding. Like, we've been training so intensely since a young age, and we're doing such unnatural things with our body. Like, we walk turned in in day-to-day -day life, right? So it's yeah. to be working in a turned-out position. It's a lot. Hours on end for years on end. It's Speaking it, about walking you know. turned out. Oh, I do it. Funny. I do it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you do it. I know. It's I embarrassing. It's okay. I really try to think about walking not. But it's funny, thinking about genetics, my mom and my mom's dad both walk with their feet slightly turned out. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot, but I think the one thing that, like, stuck with me is my mom always took me to our chiropractor every, like, month or mm -hmm. so. And he has been seeing me since I was, like, two years old. Nice. In Arizona. And I was so proud of myself at, like, 12. I was like, I'm walking turned out. Like, everything's good. I'm a ballerina. And he was like, Amanda, when you're walking down that aisle, when you're getting married, you're <laughs> not going to be one wanting to walk like a duck oh down goodness. the aisle but think about it you don't want to do that no i see where he's going with that sort of it's just a lot it is well i mean one it's it's really good for us to work in turned in positions as well i understand when you walk sort of turned out people are like oh they're a dancer right it's mm -hmm. kind of that energy behind it but i hate it i i don't like how it looks on me especially when i'm wearing heels or boots like with a heel on it i I'm not graceful by any means outside of this, outside of the dance studio. It's so hilarious. <laughs> I'm really not. Like, oh my gosh. Moving on to 
Balanchine versus Vaganova technique. I wanted to touch on this because I was recently in a Balanchine company and I was raised a Vaganova Trina. So I've been doing both. And I just wanted to share my experience going into a Balanchine company from being Vaganova trained. Such a drastic change, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, if you even look up the difference, like there's a lot of differences, but it's also very similar in a way. But the first thing I noticed when going into a Balanchine company is my heels. I couldn't have my heels touching the ground. That's so wild to me. I mean, I'm I'm just sitting here like trying to envision that happening all the time. I have videos from like last season of me plieing, like doing a plie into posse. My heels were like up by my calves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, for me, I feel like that's just risk, higher risk for injury. I don't know. That's like at least my outlook. It's controversial because there's pros and cons to it. I think from my take on a good perspective from it is it helps you have your weight in your toes, in your balls of your feet so that you can travel faster, you can move quicker. And that was my understanding from my director's point of view. I, I can see that because whenever I'm teaching or even just when I'm taking class myself, I, I'm constantly thinking about putting my heels down before jumps. Just yeah, one to get... it's important for right, injury prevention. And that, that and I feel like to get that power into your exactly. jump. But I can definitely see how doing that is not allowing you to move as quick as you would need to and balancing choreographies typically on the quicker side. Yeah, the thing with Vaganova and um, balancing technique is balancing dancers move quickly. And I think that's a reason of being their weight is more in their, right. their toes. Mm-hmm. And Vaganova dancers are more slow. Not that they're slow, like... No, I see where you're getting with you it. I mean? We're more... Yeah, like, what's the word? It's, like... Redundant? Is that the word? Because we're still flowing through the actions, but mm-hmm. it's not... It's, it's not, not speedy. I don't know. Right. It's... Hopefully, if you kind of have seen some Balanchine or Vaganova dancers, you can... You'll, you'll kind of start to see the differences, how, how they move. I mean... The hands are different. The way oh, the yeah. arms... Like, in Vaganova technique, for Glissade Assemblée, for example you have like glissade your arms come from first to second. Yes, that's what I do. And in balancing technique, you start with your hands coming up side and then your elbows drop and then you lift up and glissade. Interesting. I don't know if that's exactly right. I was only in that sort of situation for a minute, but that's what I learned from that yeah that's a good point for me it's so just in my system to do it that way with my arms like the through first position and then to the allongé so it's definitely hard if you have to switch up all of a sudden when you're used to training a certain way right going back to sort of the port de bras my question has always been the hands and I feel like this is a little bit of a controversial sort of topic right I think I'm not super educated on the hands but 
I think they're supposed to be, be more like... What I remember is he was like, you're going to shake a hand oh. with okay. your hand. So your thumb is out. In more separation. Your thumb is more in towards the palm of your hand. And that makes sense. Y- right. It's almost connected. Because I've heard that the claw, that's kind of how it's described, right, yeah. was never really a thing in a lot of the like original the Balanchine days, years. Yeah. And I, I've heard that it's been more recently, but I don't know how accurate that is like, because I just wasn't really ever in the super balancing exactly. scene, right? Yeah. So I'd be curious, you know. Yeah. So that's what I learned being in a balancing company is like you're going to like shake somebody's hand, like your thumb is out, but you still have that connection. Like I hear a lot of like the SAB dancers saying like mm. you almost connect right. that middle finger to your thumb or like hold like a golf ball or something it's so opposite from Vaganova because yeah. we were told to ho- hold a quarter between our middle finger and our thumb yeah I remember so my ballet that. teacher would or a piece put, of paper yeah. or something yeah so different so different I mean I think it's just whatever you sort of fall in love with and I think that's why there's so many different styles because there's and not it's just definitely one type of like dancer what you have in your area like if Absolutely. you're school in your city only has balancing technique or Vaganova, you know, that's what you're going to be surrounded by and you're going to be biased either way. Like, I feel like I'm kind of in a middle point where I kind of want to branch out. Like I got super balancing technique and I want to kind of just get back to my roots, but I appreciate what balancing technique taught me of being more fluid and having more like quicker movements right like it's taught me a lot well and I think something to keep in mind especially if you're younger and you're maybe you're trying to go the route of going into a professional company let's say you're like me and you train pretty much mostly Vaganova a lot of your training years and you go into a company you still need to be prepared to potentially do some balancing rep Uh, For example, Colorado Ballet, we did a lot of the classic story ballets, but we also had some Balanchine ballets that we did as well. We did Serenade, for example. So you'll have to be able to kind of do... Adapt. Exactly, yeah. Do a variety of things. And we've talked about this a little bit just outside of the podcast, but Bourneville, um, that's another sort of style. Right. It's not as common here in the States. More in Europe. Yeah, but that's a very, very specific style. You'll see a lot of the demi-second positions with the arms. Footwork is very, you go through fourth position a lot. I think it's super, super pretty. I love Bourneville. It was so fun. We did it at Ellison Ballet. We did Napoli, I believe. Yeah. But my point behind that is no matter what style you trained in, unless you're literally dancing with New York City Ballet and you're only doing, you know. Right, or... If you want to be in a balancing company, but you are a Vaganova dancer like me, you have to learn those certain things. Like, I learn by watching. That's my learning method is I see something and I can, like, imitate it. And I think... Nice. I think that's pretty cool. And that's why I got... Obviously, it was hard. Right. Going into the balancing technique. Also, another thing about being in a balancing company 
We wore porn shoes for bar. Oh, this is a. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes, I'm it so was mandatory to wear porn shoes for bar, unless you were had a broken foot or had a really bad injury. Um, I that took me a long time to get used to, like maybe a month or two. But once I got strong, it was so much easier. And you get used to it. Yeah, right? I got used to it, and I actually started to really like it. I am not a fan of that, personally. And I think that's because you've never done it. You've right. You've never been, like, forced I mean, to. You know I mean, I like point shoes for center. Right. And we were pretty much required to do that in company. Mm-hmm. This is where my opinion sort of comes in. I think you should have the option to do point shoes for center or not. I think it's right. great to work in flat shoes, just as great as it is to work in point shoes. I think you need I both. Agree completely. So I think when you have companies, I did an audition once and it was you had to do bar on point and center. I need bar to warm up my feet. Granted, yes, you should be absolutely warming up your feet and getting exactly. warm before class. I think it's important also, like you're working in flat shoes and point shoes, mm -hmm. but flat shoes build different muscles. Like right. You learn to roll through your feet and go up onto demi point and build those muscles. While being on point for bar, you have to be ready. Like I would get there a long time before and warm up. Right. And when I didn't warm up, I felt horrible yeah I think I mean that's a tough topic for me I don't know right. I I do not like point shoes at bar that's where I stand okay I like it for center yeah. I actually will often do it like even when I'm just taking class on my own terms and I'm not just coming back from a break or something I really like center and point yeah. shoes it's fun I like both I like bar on flat and I like bar on point because it also trains you to get stronger in a way. There's pros and cons They're so to different. both of them. Yeah. Them and it's not something like we need to fight over yet. But no, it's but just like you'll see that opinions. in certain companies though. Oh yeah. So that's kind of a good I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. can be a shock to some people when they it go was into company a life. Shock for me going into that company, like I felt like oh it's this definitely is a lot. you'll get used to it I think. Yeah, but I got used to it. I sure. yeah, I I like the option. For sure. I love an option. <laughs> I love to feel free. Yes. And I think that's something the ballet world has not given me growing up. I feel like once I hit a certain age, I'm like, wait, I can wear like my tights over my leotard. Mm -hmm. Like this is insane. And I remember I didn't do it for a while because I was like, what? You kind of, it's that transition going into company life. It's how do you kind of break from student to professional and I think I would like to save that for like a whole separate podcast episode but yeah. I think we've touched on it a little bit it's definitely a, a shock and a lot of the times in school you're not doing the point shoes in center like it's at least I never really did oh I never did the point shoes in the center at all and that was that's a whole company thing like and we trained mostly Vaganova. I don't know if it's like if it's different and you know different training methods but overall it doesn't seem like it it seems yeah. like that's mostly a company life sort of thing what do you think about Vaganova overall? Like, what are your pros and cons on Vaganova technique? I don't think we've talked no, about that yet. No, we haven't. I, I mean, I'm such a sucker for it. I love, it's slow, it's methodical. 
and it's very technical and precise, and you have some nice stylistic choices with the upper body. For example, your arm could be in second position and your head is looking over that arm. When you do a tendu front, the head leans slightly back. When you do a tendu yeah, back, something about head leans forward. Yeah, balancing technique. At bar, oh, your yes. head stays forward when your arm is in second position. Your head stays forward when you're doing tendu side and back. The entire time, the right? The entire time. That would throw me yeah. off. I think just because it's such muscle memory for me to do the head, yeah. the port de bras. Yeah. I'm going to move my legs really quickly. Hopefully it's not loud. Sorry. <laughs> Feet are cramping. Hips are cramping. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say maybe a con is that at least in your training years, you don't incorporate a lot of port bras in a sense of going through first to uh, third or fifth position. What do you call it? You call it third or fifth when it's above fifth your fifth position. Now I'm now I'm second guessing myself. I it's feel like I third is when your arm is in first and then one is in second. That's third position. I feel like I call it above my head third position now that I'm thinking about it. First. What? Third. I don't know. Now I'm overthinking it. If I'm just like talking about it naturally, it will come. But I think I and I've seen this with some other teachers I've spoken with that the Russian kind of training background calls it one way anyways not really important but I was just curious that's, that's interesting but I would say that it's kind of breaking free from the the super technical aspect can be hard when you're doing such a hardcore Vaganova training method if that makes sense Vaganova training is really hard I love it though and it's super detailed yeah, I mean, it's hard, but it's in a good way hard. In a good way. I'm not trying to say, like, it's too hard. No, no, yeah, no, no, I didn't take it that way. But no. I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to kind of get get words behind it, but it's... I, I kind of left the really hardcore Vaganova training when I was about 17, and it was still very, I feel like, Vaganova-based, but you had more fluid port de bras movements involved. You had some more dancing aspects behind it if that makes sense rather than just right. that technical arm in second arm in first you know right um a con about vaganaba technique okay i'm curious to hear yours <laughs> so when you are tondu back right foot back right arm in front of your shoulder your arm is bent your head is tilted back like somebody is going to kiss you on the cheek. Okay, so the bent elbow. The bent elbow. Yeah, that I'm, doesn't work for me either. Honestly, when I was training with Miss Forrest, I thought it was really beautiful. But now, as a professional, I think length and mm -hmm. growing your lines is so important. I agree. I don't... I don't really recall doing the bent elbow too much when I worked with Miss Forrest, but I mean, that was so long ago. Like, yeah. I'm sure you have a photo. <laughs> I'm sure I got some photo. I mean, there are certain ballets where that style, it's like a very, like La Sophie or something. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like that or a little like bit. Or like Chopinana. Yes, absolutely. And Ms. I did Miss Forrest loves Chopinana. <laughs> she loves it. We she did that it. when I was in the school there. It was really fun. But and it was really yeah. difficult as well. Oh, it's so hard. Because you have to hold. I was in the core, so you had to hold this, like, fifth position with your head, like, tilted mm -hmm. under a certain way, and your elbows were, like, droopy. I mean, it was super beautiful. And she was so passionate about making it look amazing. 
I don't know. I mean, but it's I'm, super I'm, hard that I'm a lover for Raganova. Yeah, I agree. I love both. I think both have pros and cons, of course. But yeah, those were just our opinions on those. Um, don't take it personally. Ballet is subjective. Remember it that. Is. <laughs> Remember that you are allowed to have your own opinion and your own voice. So. Thanks for listening. I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Ballet Diaries Podcast for more updates on our journey. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a beautiful day. See you or talk to you next time. Happy dancing, guys. Bye. Bye.